1: good morning everybody i'm bart winkler and this is monday november 21 there is so much to get to from the weekend there is so much to talk about that's coming up today usa wales bucks in action tonight little monday night football from mexico so normally every monday podcast i've done so far has been a packer show it's been the packer show taped On Sunday, this is the first day without a Monday show. And I thought that I would just do the podcast. Basically, this podcast is like a video diary over the weekend. So it's Friday morning. I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know how badly Qatar is going to rig this opening cup match. I don't know what the Bucks are going to look like. I don't know what fallout's going to come from Green Bay. I don't know what, if anything, the brewers do. I've got no idea. And so what I'm going to do is record a little, record a little after every occurrence. And then Monday, that will be the finished product. So we will be joined by people throughout. I don't know who, I don't know when, I don't know why, I don't know where. But this is going to be a little bit of a journey. Come on with me. So Friday morning, I was going to, uh, John and Franklin, I wanted to, when I started this, call John and say, hey, come on the show and do something live. But he had already left a voicemail at uh, at 6.30 in the morning. So uh, John, very spirited as he always is after Packer games, especially losses. He was at the game. So this is the voicemail from our voicemail line, 402-915-BART. 402-915-2278. You can leave a voicemail at any time to get played on the show. Here's John.
2: Good morning, John and Franklin. I apologize for my voice, but was at the game in Frozen Lambeau Field last night, bringing about 105 decibels to the amazement of the people around me. To no avail. Tennessee outmuscled muscled us. you us, played us. Uh, play calling was better than us. They've pretty much had us on all fronts. You know, we're transitioning into a different time for us Packer fans. It's been a good run. We've had a spotty defense, Um, you know, then but no break, I think we've heard. But now, uh, but that time we had the offense to throw up some quick numbers to make up, you know, Rodgers could make up, the offense could make up. We don't have that anymore. We get a turnover, and the offense goes free, three and out and holds the ball for, like, 49 seconds, I think, on the one three and out. We get down 10 points with the whole quarter of football, and we panic. First down, we're throwing the ball all the way down the field because, oh, we're favored in this game. We can't be down 10 points. And then, of course, we're second and long, third and long, and we're punting the football. You know, this, this is just not going anywhere this year. We're going to have plenty of time to talk about, but it it's going to be either we're going to hit a, a time when Jordan Love is going to have to get on the field. And I hear a lot of talk about these guys quitting. I mean, these guys are competitors. You know, you want them to lay down so we can get a better draft pick. I hear that. I understand the logic of it, but it's not really realistic. Um especially with some of the division games we got coming up. There's some pride factor there. And even through the injuries, I expect this team to play hard through it from what I've seen, especially in the Dallas game. A little bit encouraged by that, encouraged by nine. Watson, the kids coming along. I'd like to see that trajectory uh, keep on that way. Hopefully when we get into some meaningful football games next year, it'll matter. It won't be too little too late. I'm out.
1: All right, so that's John and Franklin. Uh, good to hear from him as always. We're going to bring in Ryan Horvat. The Packers killed Ryan
3: Horvat. horvat has been sick uh, all last week. Yeah. Are you okay, bud? No, I was actually starting to get a little bit better. So what happened was obviously, you know, Sunday night was awesome. The only enjoyable moment of the season. Really? Then Monday, Monday night, I started feeling sick and I was like, oh, probably celebrated a little bit too hard. Turned out everybody in my house, had the flu. My son had it last week. So it took me like a week and a half till I actually caught it. Then my wife caught it. So that sucked. Your immune system is like, <clears throat> it's, it's gotta be,
1: it, it's, so, you're so close to being dead. Cause everything well, makes you sick, but yet you never die. So either you're hanging on by a limb or you're
3: immortal. Well, no, I just, I mean, when I moved here, my allergies were on like, were just ridiculous because i suffer from allergies but then i had covid last month or no no no, i had covid three months ago other than that i haven't even been sick got sick because well that's what sucks when your kid goes to school all these dirty little gremlins with their germs crawling around the place touching everything then your kid comes home and gets you sick i mean what am i gonna do tell my kid that he can't come around me when he's sick you gotta take care of him he's nine years old my kid actually big accomplishment for him he hit a uh he was the first person in his school. I just tweeted this out, actually, last week. He uh, went back to school. It was his flu game, actually, and he hit the incredible shot, and that is when students are selected. Throughout PE, they get three attempts to toss a tennis ball into a tube called the incredible shot. Nathan was actually the first student to make the shot in the entire school. started three wow. weeks ago. That includes all the eighth graders, too. So big day, big day for Nate. But anyway, I was sick. I started to feel a little bit better started to feel a little bit better about the Packers in general. And then Thursday night happened. And as predicted, they actually did a pretty solid job against Derrick Henry on the ground. He only averaged, what, 3.5 yards per carry, whatever it was. Didn't go over 100 yards. But Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, so here's
1: my gripe. Here's my gripe. Because the Titans, you know, I've been pro-Tannehill in the past.
3: Your take, though, you know what? Actually, hold on really quick before you get into your thing. You know what made me nervous, though? Right before kickoff, I was like, oh, shit. The Winkler theory. Like Everybody's kind of – the Packers were three-point favorites. They got juiced all the way up to three-and-a-half, and and I was like, oh, no. And I had a lot of money on them, too, so that was like – The Titans theory
1: is flawless.
3: Yeah. You count them
1: out, they win. You make them the favorite, they lose. Yeah, I would love to see what they really are uh, against the spread the last four years because – it's got to be a disaster. Um, awesome
3: dogs, yeah. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so if you're going to make Tannehill beat you, I understand what the game plan must have been from Joe Barry, but you can't actually make him beat you. Our defense is loaded with first-round picks, second-round picks, guys we invested in, and they they're just letting wide receivers that have no business, you know, they should have been in the XFL draft last week, and here they are getting forty yards, guys. Every every guy, you know, it's like, well, let me look at the roster and see who that is. So these guys are beating you. If you, I just, I understand trying to make Derrick Henry not beat you, but that's also nullified when he's going to lob pass a touchdown to Austin Hooper. There was so much wrong with this game. Basically, basically, you know, it's always Rogers, right? Rogers is Rogers was fine for three quarters and then got dumb in the fourth. Yeah. The defense was bad. I, I I pinned a lot of this on Matt Lafleur. I don't know what his deal is. He sucks.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, right. Like you said, man. I mean, the defensive game plan. Obviously, you uh, you know, you stack the box. You try to stop Derrick Henry. They did a pretty good job, especially because they're so beat up on the defensive side of the ball. Right, Devondre Campbell doesn't play in the game. He's got the green dot. Which, man, I hope like the reason for some of this miscommunication. When we're here week 10, week 11, wherever the hell we're at this season, man, it feels like it's been like two years. This is the longest year of my life. It well, and like, every game's like not, not fun.
1: None of these games are fun. They're That's all what fun. I, you know, I
3: was talking about. Like, it's not fun. Like, this is in this team, not likable at all. Like, they're down two scores, and Jair's doing the freaking Lambo leap in the second half. He didn't play particularly good. The, Joe Barry needs to go. It, it's so easy, though. Like, and this is the thing with Green Bay, man. Defense never lives up to the hype or the defense is just no good. This year just doesn't live up to the hype, but it's always, you just fire the coordinator. It was fire capers and then it was fire pet. And then it was now it's fire Joe Barry, but man, like somebody does have to go and somebody has to explain it's either Brian Gutekinds really stinks at evaluating talent on the defensive side of the ball, because all these first round picks, all that money spent, and this is a terrible defense or it's, you know, the horses that are there and Joe Barry doesn't know how to use them. You can blame injuries. I mean, they force, that's the thing, man. Like it was the perfect game plan because you forced Ryan Tannehill into those third and long situations, third and nine, third and 10, third and 11, those known passing downs. Couldn't take advantage without uh, Rashawn Gary on the field, your best pass rusher, but still somebody has to step up. And actually, you know, I, I, if I, if anybody's been somewhat enjoyable this year, Preston Smith at least plays hard. I thought he's been all right this season. Uh, but man, they just couldn't get any pressure on Ryan Tannehill on those third downs. It's just, it's, and then finally, you know, it's like, it's just, that's been the story of the season. They finally get the stop, they force a punt, they get a takeaway, and they can't capitalize on the offensive side of the ball. It's just, it's, this team is well, broke. last two drives, I mean, like you said,
1: last two drives, it was a three and out. You were down 10, you're playing like you're up 10, just slow, well, methodical.
3: Yeah, I saw you tweet that. I thought that was the perfect tweet. I was like, if I just walked in and didn't see the scoreboard, you know, if I was like watching like a high school stream, I would think, oh, Green Bay's up 10 points right now. Yeah. Because taking Robbie, the play clock
1: down, running the football.
3: Right. Like get you on the F. Ball. For
1: seven minutes to go. Go, go, go.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed.
3: There's so much to say about this game because it's like, yeah, Joe Barry stinks. You're still playing soft coverage. Even if you're playing man coverage, you know, your corners are five, 10 yards off the ball, just giving up these easy, easy, easy little, like, you know, dink and dunk situations, easy little out routes, still can't defend the crossing route, still can't defend a tight end. In the year 2022, Austin Hooper caught two touchdowns. If I would have bet that, I would have been a millionaire. Derek Henry's throwing touchdown passes. It's been a nightmare, and Joe Barry clearly stinks. I never really understood the hiring. I mean, he was the defensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions when they went 0 sixteen. Man, there's a red flag right there. And the other thing, let me say something about Lafleur because I'm not sure how good Lafleur is, and I've always been a big Lafleur guy. But again, at the podium last night or the other night, sorry, looked like he was no. Gonna- this
1: is a different podcast. We're 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 saying the day of when we record.
3: Oh uh, well, whenever. I mean, he looked like he was gonna. Yeah, I think he may have cried again. Uh, and. You know, I had, I said this after the Jets loss. My problem with LaFleur, like the Shanahan tree, LaFleur's like the little brother. He's like the cuckold of the LaFleur coaching tree. They all just, like, shove him in the locker and bully him. Vrabel did it again last night. and I know that's a different coaching tree, but obviously LaFleur works. exactly the- what
1: I talked about on the show the other day because that sequence when the Titans guy was fake hurt and Vrabel's messing around with Le- uh, Rodgers. Vrabel doesn't do that to any other team except if the guy across the sideline from him is the guy he stole their yeah. lunch money from in third period. He that knows was... he can pick on Lafleur. Lafleur's not going to retaliate. Lafleur will whimper. Like you can, you you can fit. Like I've been somebody in my life who has felt inferior and then has shrunk, and I can see him shrinking mentally. It's like it's he's not equipped. To be an NFL coach. I know he won 13 games here, one year, two year, three. Did he though? Did he or was he there? Because he's got the opportunity to coach this football team and he says the same things every time about what they did wrong. It doesn't seem like he can get his guys up. He's always complaining about travel or this or that. He's this, this, I think, whatever LeFleur is, it's still hard to know because one quarterback and good years. I yeah. think he's much closer to this season than he is the last three
3: yeah yeah i mean like he gets alpha dog by his boys though you know what i mean like robert sala it, sala and he like even had that quote remember after the game he's like body blows man we just hit the packers with body blows we knew that they would get stuff. up dude anytime like people in teams they know the packers are soft remember jimmy g after the nfc champ or not even the nfc championship game we didn't even they didn't even get that far last year but after the divisional game lost they had him mic'd up and he like Walks over to Trent Williams and Debo, he's like, F the Packers, F the Packers. Everybody, like Robert Salah, was like, body blows. We just, we held them underwater and they couldn't breathe or whatever. But like, that's what I want, man. LaFleur's like the cuck. Like I said, they all, even Shanahan, like they bully him though. He gets bullied in these games. They punch him in the mouth and these teams are soft. Jair is doing the fucking Lambo leap in the second half. They're down double digits. And he's celebrating and he he's played been it. doing that all year in like the digs game, like the Buffalo game. Well, I'm the best. I won my matchup. Did you? I mean, if you won your matchup, you would say, Hey, Joe Barry. Hey, Matt LaFleur, you guys are paying me top corner money. Eat crap. I'm on this guy. I'm sticking on him. We're playing. Here's the thing, dude. I would rather like, like when I, I like the bet. I would rather I hate when people are like, oh, I like the sweat of the game. You know what I mean? Like if I'm going to lose the bet, I just want to lose the bet right away. I want the team to get blown out by 50. I want to turn the TV off and I want to go to bed or stare at the ceiling all night. I don't like to die with these like little paper cuts. That's what the Packers defense does, right? Like play man coverage. If you get burned deep. Yeah, a 15 play is, 80 yard drive. It is what it does is the is ball for 90 seconds in the second quarter. It's just bend But don't break shit. Here's the problem they're going to ultimately break. I was shocked. I almost had a heart attack last night when they actually stuffed Derrick Henry on fourth down, when they actually got off the field. And the defense played terrible last night, but I knew they were cooked after that because, dude, the Titans had the perfect game plan in that game too. It was all like 17, 18 play, nine-minute drives, keeping Aaron Rodgers on the sidelines. And that's the thing. It's so easy and lazy, I think, to just pop on social media and say, Rodgers, that's the worst game. I I saw people last night like, this is the worst I've ever seen Rodgers play. Well, you're a casual then, and you haven't been watching all season. No, because the he's year was right before they drafted was pretty bad. The, yeah. first, the first three quarters, I thought, like, he made some throws, man, and then he fell apart, but also – The touch—the first then, touch on the to Watson, that's all him. That's only he. Only he does that. But the fourth quarter,
1: it's just – and now there's, like, speculation his thumbs broken. And if your thumbs broke, sit down. You know, you don't have to play. One of the things that Emig brought up on Friday was – Look, they got the Eagles. You give them the Eagles, and then it's a bye week. Does he go on the IR the rest of the season? You got four games of Jordan Love. You go home. Is that what we're going to do?
3: I mean, so. He's
1: through a broken thumb. You're not going to. If you're going to a broken thumb, that. you're four and eight.
3: Yeah, yeah, but there's something I have to say on that. But, yeah, I mean, I mean Rodgers played pretty damn good against Dallas. I mean, the balls that he threw. Everything was, I mean, the placement of those. It's still there for him. You know, in the fourth quarter, I watched that game back, and I haven't obviously watched the All 22 yet because it doesn't come out until tomorrow or later tonight. But I mean, he misses the throw to Sammy Watkins, and then the one to uh, Alan Lazard, and those are brutal throws. Those are like Tim Tebow throws, like those aren't NFL quarterback throws. So it worries you, and you think, oh man, like Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, uh, Ben Roethlisberger for like those final three years. Yeah, but you lie. He, but he makes he, it's there, dude. He can make every single throw, like. I think that was the perfect game plan, and he had the big coat on. He's got the gray beard. He looks farvish. He was cold. I don't think Lambo. We're, – we're always like, got to get these teams at Lambo. Not anymore. Rodgers needs to be playing these games in a dome around the West Coast because he's old as shit. Doesn't need to be trying to throw the ball into the wind. I'm not making excuses for him. He needs to be much better. He's making way too much money. I just think it's the easy route to just blame him. The defense was terrible, and this was supposed to be a top-10 unit. There, you know, everybody – didn't get the ball to Aaron Jones enough. Usually I'm on that train. Last night, Aaron Jones wasn't doing shit. He wasn't going anywhere. And A.J. Dillon, cold weather, Lambeau field. That's why you take him in the second round. He's no good. Yeah, he gets worse when it gets he, colder. Yeah, he's no good. He's, he's not a good running back. And the offensive line I thought was fine last night. They were getting enough push. Uh, the, the Titans are a good run defense. So I didn't really expect it. Problem is, you have to take advantage of their secondary and Rodgers look like, you know, Drew Brees. Is- and Peyton Manning and two years of Ben Roethlisberger at the end. But the only thing about shutting Rodgers down for the season, he's not retiring after this year, unless he's passing up all that money. So he's coming back. He's not going to do anything in OTAs. He's not going to like bring these guys out to the Sahari desert or wherever the fuck he's going to spend his off season, right? He's going to be doing mushrooms with weird podcasters hanging out with Rogan. So the only work we're going to get with these young guys that are finally catching on is these next couple weeks, Pretty sure you're not going to be able to evaluate Jordan Love oh, next year. That's a good
1: year. point. Yeah. So, do you got know. Rodgers out there. What a fucking mess.
3: What a fucking mess. Like, this is hell. I'm the biggest Rodgers guy. I would have rather. I, do you hear this rumor about the commanders of Bezos or Jay Z or whoever by the fucking team that they would look at like yeah, yeah. selling everything off for Rodgers? That would be awesome because I will always be a Rodgers guy. Imagine him with all those weapons. He goes to DC. I can still watch him. And I can still root for my team to head in the right direction. So then when it's time, like, so then when me and Nathan want to go to games in three years, we're not the fucking Browns. And, you know, those years of like the Jets and the Giants. Because like, that's where this team is heading is is football hell. Them and the Saints. Because like the Saints are in a similar situation where they were like, yeah, we should rebuild. And do we want to rebuild? We got Michael Thomas and all these dudes, but then those dudes don't stay healthy. And the worst part about the Packers, man, is like, Christian Watson is good. He's going to be really good when he catches the football. He's, and he's only going to get better. Dobbs is going, is going to be good when he's got the mental stuff cleared up. I think right now, you know, he's hurt. And I think he lost his confidence, but on the defensive side of the ball, Quay, when Quay doesn't have to think and could just go out there and make plays like last night is good. Jair's still good. If used the right way. Um, you know, Kenny Clark, I, I don't know. I, I like Kenny Clark, but people compared him to Aaron Donald and shit. I, see, I think, like, we say his name, like, once every three weeks with Kenny Clark. And that's because he's eating double teams. He's a good run stuffer. I get it. But they have some young talent is the thing. But, like, what are they doing? Are they rebuilding? Is Rodgers going to be even worse next year? Are they going to be able to bring some veterans in? Are you going to be able to pay anybody? This team is a mess because again, like, yeah, you would love to evaluate Jordan love, but do you want to? Cause Jordan loves most likely not your starting quarterback next year, unless Rogers says F it. And I don't think his pride's going to let him retire after no. this season. Do you, no. I don't want him either. I want him to come back next year. I don't want this to be the last year. I'd rather go all in for next year only because you already went all in with that contract well, now you're balancing
1: because Rogers doesn't do anything. You're balancing these last four games. I don't believe they're going to be that. about Rogers getting the time in, or seeing what you have with love before you have to make a $20 million decision. And whatever decision the Packers will make is going to be a bad one.
3: Yeah. And the floor might suck. All right. Uh, real quick. Do you,
1: you're a, you're on a betting show. Yeah. Do you have a world cup winner?
3: No, I was actually going to ask you because I mean, I wanted to go choke. Like I was going to go with France. I did a Fox Super
1: Six million dollar bracket where I took France, yeah, and I'm rooting for Brazil because I have them in another pool. But when I when I did it out, I did take the USA to win their group, and I took France to win against the USA, then beat Spain. If where France is going to lay, they're going to have an easier lie. So I did take I took France.
3: Yeah, that's 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 I'm going. That's 'cause Brazil's
1: strong. probably gonna have to get through if they take first, they're gonna have to get through Germany and Argentina on that side, where France is gonna have maybe just Spain. So my my official pick is gonna be France.
3: Yeah, I'm going with France too. And I'll be obviously rooting for the USA. USA. I sprinkled the little five dollars, why not? I'd take the USA to uh
1: beat Wales on monday today monday whenever yeah the one thing i'm worried about and now so this podcast is going to go through the weekend so i'm gonna we'll eventually talk about it but as we sit here on friday there are rumors that qatar has already paid off ecuador to lose in game one on sunday morning
3: oh that yeah and no booze man no booze no booze I've always, I don't think I could do it. I've always, that's, that's my, that's my bucket list. Like, I don't really, I'm going to the, like, I don't really care about the Super Bowl or well, like World
1: Cup is here in 2026. If anyone traveled to Qatar, you're a
3: moron. Yeah, I agree.
1: All right. Well, we'll catch up next week, buddy.
3: Yeah. Season's over. Now, what do we do? What do you do when your football teams, that should be the topic of next. What podcast. do you do when you're trying to get a podcast off the ground
1: and your football team sucks
3: for the first time in 11 years? No, but like, what are like, what do I root for now? I mean, fantasy bets. Yeah, yeah. I need a team. I'm I'm Bengals. Who are you again? Bills. I think that uh, from now on, after the picks, we do five minute segment on our new team. Like, because we don't want to, I don't want to talk Packers. Like a- after they get killed by the Eagles, I would rather just do like, hey, you know, what do you think about like Burrow? Oh, when's Chase coming back? Shit like that. Well, who's
1: the true number two? Is it Gabe Davis or is it Isaiah McKenzie? I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> is Tyler Boyd the true number two or is it T Higgins? I like that. Do we really expect Naheem
1: Hines to have a bigger impact than Zach Moss brought us? And when are we going to see more of James
3: Cook? Can Hayden Hurst bring the same type of production as Jermichael Finley? Boom, <claps> Love it.
1: How, you know, you can measure Von Miller's importance on the field, but I got to tell you guys off the field is where you're
3: starting to see his leadership. You know, really quick before we get off this podcast. I just don't understand how a defense is projected top 10 and is this fucking bad.
1: There's two words, Joe Barry. He might not be the worst defensive coordinator in the league, but no one would do worse with this team than him. Yeah,
3: but but Joe Barry and Joe Barry sucks, but it like Joe Barry isn't missing all those tackles. Like Darnell Savage is no good. I've had enough Darnell Savage forever. Adrian Amos is doesn't look very good this year. Uh, that's me being nice. I mean, Dean Lowry, like, do you ever, are you ever like, holy shit, Dean Lowry's still on the team? Every time I see him, I always think it's Bob Kabirsky. Yeah. I mean, Savage, I know he's, or not Savage, Stokes, even before he got hurt, and stunk. Anyway, done talking about this team. Go Bengals. Hootay, hootay. Big game this weekend, actually, for the Bengals. Uh, revenge spot against the uh, Steelers.
1: All right, we'll eventually talk about this on that podcast. We'll eventually <laughs> talk about that on this podcast. I can't keep up. What's next? I have no idea, but let's get to it. All right, and then we'll fast forward to Friday afternoon. And as I'm watching Kettle Moraine play West in D2 Championship State Football, Bob Brainerd and Gary Ellerson on the call. Yeah. It's- I didn't know Gary was yeah, I not know Gary's doing it. Gary called two games on Friday, two state football games as the color guy. And he's amazing.
4: Timeout timeout. They couldn't call Bart Winkler to go with Gary Allerson. So I would be, yeah, I, I would love to do a game with Gary. I
1: I'm trying to fancy myself as the next generation's Bob Brainerd. I love Brainerd. I got to get him on the show. I love that. He's every Bob Brainerd. He pops up. He's worked for everyone. And then, the other day, i just flipping through the channel. Sometimes I like to flip through every channel and see what's on. On FS2, he's calling some basketball game like Marquette women with Laval Jordan,
4: the former Milwaukee coach who got fired from Butler. He's all over the place. I wonder, I, I mean, you might know this. Is is Brainerd still the uh, PA guy for UWM or no? Yeah, he's ah. everywhere. Nice.
1: I love Brainerd. Brainerd's. Piece-mealing of a career is like <laughs> my motivation okay it is it is it is truly my motivation now brainerd has burned like no bridges so he can work for every channel
4: and radio True. station i have to like go elsewhere i still think you should go back into tv i mean your uh your sports illustrated piece was top notch top notch
1: yeah tv tv's like the last uh <laughs> Rubicon I'm willing to cross to go back in but Friday afternoon so I'm watching this uh, and then I see on Twitter um, which is still existing I see the Rockies have claimed Brent Suter off waivers from the Brewers account first I thought it was one of these parodies secondly when did Brent Suter go on waivers third a lot of people are mad about this
4: <laughs> I'm I'm so mad I'm so mad I think, you know, when it happened, you texted me, well, there goes recycling for the brewer. So, back to paper cups. No, what I told you was, (laughs) I told you, you
1: said, Suitor is gone. I said, yeah, weird. You said, I'm heartbroken. (laughs) I said, he sucks, though. You said, we ain't signing anyone. I said, Suter would have been gone years ago if he didn't recycle
4: there it is okay
1: okay well he was a fan favorite and and whatever if you look at his stats uh last year was better you know now that i'm looking at his stats his era actually leveled out to not be so terrible
4: yeah it was okay and i will tell i will tell you this when i worked for the brewers back uh with the brewers community foundation He was one of the guys you could count on to go out and do pretty much anything. Like you said, Hey, can you go plant a tree? Yes. Can you go build a house? Yes. Can you pitch well? No. Hey, sorry. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I've got nothing but tremendous
1: things to say about him on the rare interactions. When I would be in the clubhouse, he was like, some of those guys are so good. Like Brett Phillips was one and, and Brent Suter that it's like when you're, you know, in the locker room, you're like, who do I interview? You feel bad using Brent all the time, but mm-hmm. he says yes, and he's always so good and and so thankful. His career ERA with the Brewers three five one. This year was no. This year was three seven eight. The year before that three zero seven. You know, there's a there was a stretch where I just remember Brent Suter is really bad. I'm surprised he got that under four. I'm a, maybe I was not paying attention at the end of the year. I don't know, but um, so he would have been
4: like three million dollars. Three million dollars. That's it. I think so. And the Brit and they didn't want to sign sign him. Uh, well, because they, they the the year he had a four 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 ERA
1: was twenty eighteen when they went to the NLCS. Uh, after that, it well, it, wow, what is this real? Oh, he only pitched eighteen innings, but at a really low ERA. But once he started to, you know, everyone had to prove their value. This, this is an unknown story. Did you ever hear about this? I don't think so, no. Everyone had to prove their value after the 2018 season because Mark was being crazy. He's like, I wanted a World Series, whatever. So everyone went in there and like told him their stats one by one. And Brent Suter went in and said, I've got a way I can save you 15 cents a day over the next seven years. And Mark's like, keep this man at all costs. Every penny counts, Bart. Not a true story, but uh, the fact that Souter recycled, I think, I'm sure. Mark Mark got a call one day. Wait a minute. Brent Souter on his own said that he's going to give everyone sustainable, reusable cups, and I can cross off paper cups on the itemized list? Oh, boy. I can get Andrew McCutcheon to come here after all. Mark Atanasio collects players like they're dolls. Which which free agent is he gonna go get this year? That we thought. Did you see the Twins' new jerseys? Yeah, they didn't
4: change. Well, okay. First of all, the logo. Let's start. They with have the, an M hat like the Marlins in Marlins. Argos! That's exactly stupid. What said. God. Let's start with the logo, like their their main logo, the TC. Nothing has changed. They just made it taller and less wide. Yeah. What, what are we doing? What are we doing?
1: Is, is is missing Brent Suter a big deal? Like, he gets to be reunited with his own teammate, uh, Denelson Lamette at least in Colorado.
4: Okay. Yes. Um, and big deal. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did the players like him? Well, the fans loved him. Oh God, yeah. And if you're gonna, he will be remembered. He will be. He will be remembered. I he will be I'll... remembered. I don't think he'll be missed. He'll be remembered. Suter was projected by um,
1: trade rumors contributor to earn a salary of three point one million dollars in his final year of eligibility. The deadline to tender contracts was Friday night, so Milwaukee put him on waivers, and the Rockies are like, "All right, we'll we'll play him. We'll pay him $3.1 million." As far as lefties go, we still have Hobie Milner, and maybe you could have uh, Aaron Ashby or Ethan Small. Good luck pitching out in Colorado,
4: Brent. Seriously. Oh, yeah. You can give some meat over there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Are we so are we going to sign anybody this offseason? I mean, I know it's still – I know technically what? It's still early. We have the owners' meetings coming up. Are they doing those this year?
1: Oh, yeah. It's a big yeah. uh, content. I might. Maybe I'll go out there.
4: Oh, Yo, you want to go? Road trip? Hey, to follow up from the other – are we
1: really going to a bar? I don't know. We'll have to. We'll discuss. I'll discuss. Do you think think she remembers any of that? Probably not. Yeah, that's what I love about uh, Wisconsin bars. (laughs) Is that the drunkest person in there owns the bar? Yes. (laughs) No, nobody, nobody dreams in this state of owning a bar to you know turn a profit.
2: No.
4: To be a gathering place for residents. She always tells everyone her first, her first thing: don't own a bar. (laughs) no i believe it i believe it all right good brewers breakdown that's been that's been lacking on the show hopefully we get some things in the next coming weeks here i mean it would be nice to you know get a team together soon yeah i guess we have time time is on the brewer's side and money
1: tim when this episode uh posts on monday morning how many gummies do you think you will have devoured over the weekend (laughs)
4: Say,
1: not a <laughs> uh, six or seven
4: maybe Six or seven. Are you
1: just replacing meals with gummies <laughs> Is that what you
4: My lunch gummy
1: Yep that's my lunch That's my Hey the, the night ones have been working great uh, They work
4: fabulous
1: I think I, I don't know I think I snore less Okay I don't know that But I know that my wife hasn't complained about me snoring in two weeks Okay so I have to deduct that I'm snoring. I, I guess I could just ask her. You could. But yeah, they, they knock you out and make you feel feel good and
4: cozy and ready to I go. I have to go, go there. Um, I will be going there uh, this week to get uh, some, some animal stuff. I believe they have animal stuff. I still need to look online, but I'd rather go in and be surprised.
1: Yeah, uh, happy place. They're in Muskego. You can get there um it's right across from maddie's now what you're looking at because on the website happyplacehemp.com they've got delta 8 delta 9 thco they've got different gummies they also have uh my mom ordered lip balm oh yeah yeah the pet stuff tim yeah they have a pet tincture yes
4: yes okay so i was not dreaming about that
1: it's 30 bucks Perfect. You add the promo code, BART, and you're down to twenty two fifty. Look at that. 25% off every order at happyplacehemp.com. Look at that. Well, let me know how it works. What
4: is it, a doggy? Yeah, it's a dog. She's very, um, you know, anything. You know, with Thanksgiving, the holidays coming up, there's going to be a lot of people around. She used to be my dog. I had to give her to my brother because my apartment all of a sudden didn't allow dogs when they saw that I had one. How uh, long did you have the dog? I had her for about three, four months before they us. So you had a dog and you had to give it away? Mm-hmm. It was does it, very, like,
1: remember you?
4: was very sad, yes. Does it? Does it? Yeah, she remembers. But is it like, where have you been, Dad? Well, my brother says that I've neglected her every time. Is it too hard? No,
1: no, not at all. Does the dog want you in her life? Yes, she does. Tim, you got it. It's got to be more
4: than birthday cards and Christmas cards. You got to be, you got to be, you got to be at dance dancer. You got to. Well, he told me that she told me that she wanted to go to New York for a couple of weeks. And all of a sudden she just spent the whole summer there and. That was, that's yeah. why you need
1: a lawyer yeah, i know yeah because those kind of agreements can burn you at any time yep wow all right tim uh always a pleasure
4: yeah let's hope the brewer sign someone soon maybe yeah well, if they do it this weekend it will be on this podcast this is a rolling podcast i want i want it to be someone major where you have to do a breaking news podcast because we won't get it anywhere else in this market this might end up being like a two hour podcast. All right. This is, see, this is what it's going to be like, though, you know, once football season's over, right? I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I started a podcast
1: in football season, which it's been great. Mm-hmm. But if I'm doing a post football, adios
4: míos. Well, you got college basketball after that. So you have stuff to lead you up to the Brewers. Yeah, so if my choices
1: are do a podcast talking about college basketball or uh, DoorDash eight hours a day, your boy's going to be bringing you some fresh-finned fish. Fresh-finned tacos? Yeah. All right, Timmy. All right, Bart. Have a good one. (laughs) And now let's jump ahead to Friday night where we're about to talk about a goddamn ladder. My God. All right, so the Bucks game, the Bucs lost on Friday night and I was just going to be like, eh, in the Bucks game and they lose." Next. You know, they they still have some injuries, Drew's back but he didn't start, so I guess they're working him back. Um whatever. The the Sixers won there at home, 110 to 102. Uh, Embiid was good, 32 points. Maxie was really good and then he got hurt. Uh but the but the Sixers won, Bucks Anything else in the box score jump out at me? Bochamp struggled. Didn't see many shots. Of uh, man, Lopez two for five from three, but still, it just feels like he's automatic. Giannis was struggling at the line. All right, so so Giannis struggled at the line. Okay, four of fifteen shooting. That's eleven points that you leave on the uh, on the table, and they lose by eight. So. You know, you do the math there. This was a winnable game for the Bucks. Now they lose eleven and four. They got the Trailblazers Monday night, okay. But then, as I'm going to bed, I see the video that everybody saw, where he kind of pushes a ladder out of the way, and he wants to shoot some free throws. And immediately, and I'm not doing straw man here. Immediately, I saw almost NBA Twitter doing a victory lap. That finally, there's a piece of evidence that we can use to disparage Giannis, to attack this man, to call him, as many people that I saw, fake humble. Okay, there's, there's this, you know, we love to see, this is so American, and I realized this at a very early age. I, I'm not breaking news here, but I was stunned when I realized this. That not only do we love to see the heroes, and we love to see them rise, but man, do we love to see them fall. And so many times when somebody has success, you're like, no, milkshake duck, something's wrong here. What's the problem? How do you get there? What's his his skeleton? How can I justify the errors I've made in my life by seeing this guy and the errors they've made in theirs? So there was a lot of fake humble stuff. And I was pissed because we know Giannis is a great dude. There's been 10 years to try to find out how Giannis isn't a great dude. And he consistently is. A great dude. There's I mean, any like weird behind the scenes story you hear about Giannis is oh yeah, I ran into him and he was awesome. Oh yeah, I gave him a ride to the cousins center when he was 18 because he was cold and didn't have a car. You know, it's not it's not like oh did, yeah, Giannis is Giannis is this, but did you hear what he did to the people that moved in his furniture? Then that, that stuff never happens. If I, if I can't believe that Giannis isn't like a salt of the earth kind of dude, then who is? So yeah, I, I, I saw this right away. I thought this is weird. So he moved a ladder out of the way. There were two guys, this is the first video we saw. There were two guys trying to put a ladder in the way and then he moved it out of the way and he, you know, pushed it a little hard. And a lot of people were like, these employees want to go home. Well, Okay. <laughs> yeah, and the, and you're the same person that you go into a restaurant at 8.57 when it closes at 9 and expect to be served and sit there for an hour and a half. Well, I've been a waiter, man. We closed uh, between lunch and dinner at a hotel. We closed at 2, but if people came in at one i I'd have to stay there. You can't just leave. It's, I mean... We didn't decline their service. I guess the restaurant has that right, but we didn't. So they, they, you then you you sat them. You get you got to stay. It's their job to stay. Plus, I've never seen that before. I've seen a lot of video where players go and shoot afterwards, and we like laud them for it. We say, "Yes, that's awesome." I mean, uh, Joe Embiid's done it himself. Saw that video. We. We've always seen these videos. Guys are rough shooting. Giannis has done it before. Guys are rough shooting night. He's back in the gym. We're like, that's what, what, what greatness. And I've never, ever, ever seen a video of the stadium staff trying to stop NBA player from doing it. So the tweet that I put out, and I hate getting really bogged down into Twitter, you know, because like on on the air or on the show or on the podcast, because I don't know how much people care. But the tweet that I put out as I was going to bed was, I'm feeling so defeated. NBA players out here punching teammates and promoting racist videos, but Giannis is going to be the villain because he pushed a ladder. This league and its narratives are trash. I woke up uh, and got quote tweeted to death. I got a lot of, so let me read you some of the quote tweets. Quote tweet to death is when it's weird. Sometimes I'll have these tweets that like people don't like it. It happens the most in the NBA where these NBA accounts, I I think some of these accounts only exist to tweet the words cry more and big mad. Is this for real? You just made that up. Your life must be really cushy to feel defeated by this. You're soft as shit. That's from Grinch 21188235. Bucks fans, comedy. Y'all so dramatic, cry more. So dramatic. You corny as shit. A lot of that. And then people rip on Milwaukee. People rip on my name. You know this. This mf are really named Bart. Okay. So then I tweeted after that because one of the things that I saw in my uh, mentions was, I the video I was implying was Kyrie. I saw a lot of people defending Kyrie in my, in my match. <laughs> it's like, that was, that was weird. I tweeted, got all the classic reactions to this one. Called fat, ripping on my name. Jokes about Milwaukee being irrelevant. That's always expected. More people defending Kyrie, though, than I was anticipating. You know who liked that tweet? Steve Zabin. So are we friends? Is he sticking up for me? Or does he like that people were calling me fat and my name is Bart? I got to get to the bottom of this. I, a special announcement here. I'm I'm trying to have infrastructure week where I rebuild bridges that I've burned. I would love to have a week with Jason Wildey, Steve Zabin, Rob Demoski, Matt Schneidman, and uh, Bill Michaels. I would love to have a week with those five gentlemen. And I'll call it infrastructure week as we rebuild bridges that I've burned. So that is uh, that is an idea I have, which I think I'll be... Lucky if I get one of those guys to go along with my shenanigans. Uh, so this is all right now. This is all, all I know is that Giannis moved a ladder. I haven't seen anything else about it. And then later on Saturday, as we get into Saturday, apparently Montrell Herald was at the middle of all this. Giannis, this is according to Joe Varden of The Athletic, and you probably read a lot of this by now. Uh, Giannis wanted to shoot extra free throws. He had a really bad game at the line. Harrell returned to the court, took the ball, said, this isn't fucking Milwaukee. Get that shit out of here. This is a bench player who's been on like five teams in the last five leagues trying to take a ball away from a two-time MVP. One of the coaches that was with Harrell stood between Giannis and Harrell and told Giannis he could not have a ball to shoot and was not allowed to shoot after the game. So Giannis left the court, went back into the locker room, brought out two of his own. Then when he returned, a Wells Fargo Center employee pushed a large framed ladder in front of the hoop. Giannis asked the man to move it. They said no. So now Giannis is frustrated. It's like, I've done this before. Why can't I do this now? Giannis pushed the ladder over. Employees scattered away. that's what we saw right away. Yana says, I never try to disrespect anyone in any way, shape, or form. I think people did not respect the fact that sometimes players want to get some extra work in. It's unprofessional to kick somebody off the court or take the ball or whatever the case might be or to put the ladder in front of somebody while he's trying to do his job. We get paid to do this. They didn't pick us. We get paid. Uh, Harold says, yeah, I took the ball. Get the fuck out of here. I'm just doing my fucking job. And then uh, Harold and Thanasis started yelling at each other. Then someone started turning the lights out in the room as players were trying to get dressed. That was just Liam, my son's future best friend. So all of this to say, this is stupid. <laughs> this this is uh this is really dumb. I just don't like the narrative. Like it's dumb, it's dumb, it's dumb, and, and you know the In the NBA, and the Bucs will get talked about a little bit this week because of this moment, the NBA media, we don't break down plays. You don't break down, you know, uh, defenses. You don't break down man versus zone. You know, the media doesn't break any of that down during the week. It's what did this guy say about his teammates? What did this guy do after the game? Where should this guy get traded to? Does this guy want this guy to get traded? It's all off the field stuff. You watch some of the NFL coverage throughout the week, and NFL Live does a really good job of it on ESPN. They're breaking down plays. They're letting you learn. These are guys that have done it that are teaching us like what we're seeing. But in the NBA, it's it's more the theatrics and the TMZ part of it, and you know that's why if I say something in, on the NFL about you know about the NFL on Twitter, it's less confrontational. But the NBA, there's people that make their whole personality. Alex Caruso stan accounts and and just pick on people that rip on the Lakers or rip on another superstar and say, Cry more, you're fat Bart's a stupid name. So I just think the whole thing is pretty messed. But Giannis, look, so he moved he moved a ladder. It was gonna be the worst thing he ever did in his life. I'm fine with that. Uh the other comments I got were I hope Giannis notices you which okay i laughed at that one on the topic and again the voicemail line 402-915-b-a-r-t 402 bart spark guy called up to talk about this art
5: it's spark guy calling long time no call i'm trying to piece i'm excited to be calling i guess the reason why i was thinking about why i haven't called um because i always called for like three reasons only one was um Aaron Rodgers, but you now agree with pretty much everything I've always said about Rodgers. So, nothing really to add there, too. Haven't had a lot of Seventh Heaven talk. So, the no reason to call, but my me, purpose for call it the past of the Bucs. And I feel like the Bucs season has now started. The Bucs season started with the entire uh, Sixers controversy. Pretty fascinated by it. I get the national narrative. I know people are upset about that. My main angle is this. Harold's the one that came out of the locker room. Harold's the one, and I want to hear your, your thoughts on this theory, but Harold's the one that came out of the locker room. He started the fight. He got into it. Harold's been on the team for a month. Um, he's at a record low or career low on minutes. I, I think he's staring down the barrel, and This could be his last contract. Um, I don't think anyone told him to do it, but I think it's his way of working his way into the rotation or working his way into the Team and becoming a, an integral part of the team, at least psychologically. Not to excuse it, but why? Why did he do it? And I think the reason he did it is, and he went into that locker room whining. Uh, if you see how Embiid handled it, he didn't have accountability for doing it. Giannis, and at the end of the game, him and Bobby Portis really were getting into it because I think he wanted Bobby to handle it on his behalf with Giannis. Um, there's everything you need to know about Embiid, uh, that he's, uh, not able to deal with it directly and then goes back in the locker room and complains about it, which is why, uh, my theory, Harrell comes out of the locker room to stand up for the team, uh, because somehow Embiid has twisted this around to be he's the victim in all of this. So I'd love to hear your theory on the idea that Embiid was the one behind the confrontation with honest. Harrell was just uh, a pawn doing what he, knew he needed to do. Love the podcast, Bart. See you.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like the Harold theory better than the Embiid theory. Embiid did have that bad foul on Giannis. Uh, that wasn't great. But um, Embiid, there was also that video Embiid tried to talk to Giannis after the game, I guess, and Bobby Portis got in the way and said, no, nah, man, you ain't you ain't getting to, to Giannis. I love a uh, guy whose tweets I mention all the time and don't have him on enough. Grant Bills, WKTY Lacrosse, Wisco Sports Show says, Trez has been on five teams in four years, but yeah. He's Mr. Philly out there repping his arena workers, folks. So a dumb thing that got blown up. And I think this is less like me crying about people disrespecting Giannis. It's uh it's Philly sucking. This is I mean, this is Philly being Philly. The arena workers, these these motherfuckers think they're part of the team, is what happened. These guys are like, hey, hey yeah. they're trying to get noticed by Embiid. Hey, let's let's mess with Giannis. Oh, the arena workers wanted to go home. Bullshit. What's, what's going to happen next time the team, next time a game goes to overtime, arena workers are going to start mopping the floor with two minutes left in the last period because they want to go home? You go home when it's time to go home, not when you want to go home. Fuck Philly, man. All right, the podcast continues. Uh, We're going to roll into Saturday as I'm very excited to watch the Badgers and Nebraska coming up. And that was a lie. (laughs) What a game. Badgers beat Nebraska 15 to 14. I don't need to fake my way through this one. I don't think that anybody comes here to this particular show for Badger talk it may happen if they were better it would happen more but i think uh packers brewers bucks you know i'm going to hit on those things the badgers i mean i get into them i like them i just the problem was i fell asleep when they were down 14 to 3 and i woke up assuming they lost and that was whatever the next game was on they showed a highlight and i was like oh nice we won we're bowl eligible Bowl eligible. The Badgers won 15 to 14. Bowl eligible is good. I mean, this is usually a program that doesn't have to worry about that. That usually gets wrapped up in uh, October. But it'll be fun to watch them in a bowl. I did look at some of the bowl projections. I want to see, I think it's the guaranteed rate bowl. Whatever bowl is out in like Las Vegas, 9 o'clock on a Tuesday. I want to be in that one again. I like staying up late to watch a Badger scrimmage for no fucking reason during holiday break. That's what I like doing. So we'll see with the Badgers, but they're both eligible. And I think the biggest point about that is it gives Jim Leonard something like 18 more practices to work with his team and to instill something. And I do think Jim Leonard is going to be the next coach. Maybe the Badgers always like back pocket kind of wanted him, but didn't think they'd have to fire Chris so soon. And so maybe they don't know if they're quite ready. To pull that trigger, but I think that I think that ultimately Jim Leonard will be the guy. I just don't know who else it's going to be. I mean, if you're if you're the Badger football program and you're going to not hire Jim Leonard, you're not doing it to hire like some retread. You're not doing it to hire. I don't I don't know who else you would hire. Like, who else would you hire? Again, the guy I first said, and he's never. I I believe him. Like Dion, I would. You hire Dion, but. He ain't coming here, but I don't know who else, who who was he going to hire? Some of these random guys that are like trying to hang on in the USFL or XFL or what? And no, Joe Barry might be free soon. You could hire him, take over the job that the guy didn't want. You go Jim Leonard. So that's what I think. 18 more practices, I guess. Uh, That's good. And then, you know, we'll all get excited about the bowl and then whatever. Uh, the other thing with college football is a lot of scares for the top four teams. The uh, Buckeyes and the Michigan Wolverines, both hanging on, Michigan more so than Ohio State. I'm really excited for that game. I'm glad they're both coming in undefeated. I root for undefeated teams to stay undefeated for as long as possible because I want to see these kind of matchups. You know, even if it's like week seven in the season, and NC State and North Carolina are both six and zero. Oh, there's a lot to that. I love that. This is what you're you're getting two what are they eleven and zero 2 eleven and zero teams at this point of the season ten and zero teams it's, it's awesome it's going to be awesome so I I like that I do not want to see them both make the playoff I want to see whoever makes this whoever wins this game make the playoff I think that should be important but uh, but we'll see there so that's my college football update one of the things I want to tell you guys here is i've been up to a lot of nonsense over the last couple of weeks and one of the things that we did was toby and i went to carl's place this is a a warehouse that makes golf simulators and they make everything about it they make the screens they make the whole setup they customize it and so we were there shooting and doing some videos and you have the opportunity to buy one through and i put the link up on twitter and on my youtube so go to my twitter page it's pinned and if you want to play around a little bit and see what it might cost if if you're thinking golf simulator or if you're thinking room improvement i'm going to tell you about carl's place because they can set it up all for you they do have a showroom it's in milton but you can go there and play around with the stuff you can set up a time to do that and kind of learn you know what you might be putting in your garage or your basement or your spare room or whatever it's saturday night as i do this my running diary podcast which has been fun, but you know I'm constantly running down to the basement. Um. Whatever. Uh, I maybe should add that out. I won't. I should add that out. I won't. I should edit this out. I won't. But check out Carl's place. So check out the link. It's on my YouTube. I'll put it on Facebook. But it's my pinned tweet at Wings where you can go to the link, uh, and then check everything out. So go to the link, check everything out, and then if you if you do. I mean, it's, it, you're not going to get a golf simulator in your house for 100 bucks, you know. But if you do get one, if you do have the means to get one, let me know what you're working on and uh, talk to Carl and see what you can, what we can throw in for you or something. So check that out. Twitter, Winks thinks it's the pin tweet. Now, here's what I'm up to the next couple of weeks. The next couple of weeks, and by the time this podcast hits, one game of the World Cup will already be played. It'll be Qatar and Ecuador, and for that game, I'm I'm going to be how I've been at Nomad. So I've become a part of the Milwaukee Pro Soccer team. Milwaukee Pro Soccer is going to be the USL team. We're looking for a name. We, I'm going to say we, we're looking for a name. You can name the team, but on behalf of the team and the club, I'm going to be out of different bars throughout the World Cup, uh, passing out some swag you know, getting information, taking some videos, doing some fun stuff and just really watching the World Cup with people. So something that I hope to do anyway I get to do it on behalf of Milwaukee Pro Soccer. I think it's a beautiful marriage, and I'm very excited to do that. So, Nomad was the bar I was at on Sunday. Monday, if you're listening, USA Wales plays. This is the big one, and I'm going to be at Nomad. Correction: I was at Nomad. I'm going to be at Highbury, so I'm going to be at Highbury, smaller place. I got to. I don't know when I'm going to go. I got to get in there because uh, it is going to be packed and. I remember World Cups of yesteryear, you know, you could just hang out outside a little bit and it'd be super warm. man has got that great out, outdoor space. Motherfucker, Qatari's bribing a World Cup and then they have to play it in December because it's goddamn hot in the summer. So, I mean, it's kind of neat, but also it sucks. It's going to be 20 degrees trying to get to these bars. But I'm really looking forward to the World Cup in general. Uh, France, I think, unofficially was my pick. The USA is getting bet on a lot. The guys at bet a, uh, betonline.ag said the liability is worse for anything they've ever had. If the USA wins the World Cup, because you know, a lot of people are throwing a few bucks on USA, nobody thinks USA is going to really win the World Cup. But if they do, because of all the little bets, it's going to cost bet online uh, more than they've ever lost. <laughs> it's, it's their biggest liability ever the top five teams that have been the most bet argentina brazil germany usa england i like france i think france if they advance their side of the brackets easier they did just lose a guy over the weekend that might hurt them but um uh, france was my pick so i guess i'm just gonna stick with france usa i think ultimately will beat wales today the uh most likely outcome is usa won nothing the second most likely is wales won nothing USA 2-0, Wales 2-0, and then uh, maybe a draw or two in there as well, uh, 0-0-1-1. So I don't expect it to be a high-scoring game. I took USA 2, Wales 1. That's what I think will happen. I think USA will beat Wales. They'll beat Iran. They'll probably lose to England. Six points, that gets you out of the group. Maybe they tie England. Seven points would win it. So we'll see. Uh, Should be exciting, though. I think the biggest thing with this, again, the the Sunday game was a 10 a.m. game. Monday now, games start at seven, but every day after that, games are going to start at four in the morning Central Time. My goal always was to get up for these. We'll see if that happens. We'll see if that happens. Because like Monday tonight, I want to record something live after the Bucs game, but I also want to get up on Tuesday morning at four in the morning to watch fucking soccer. <laughs> so so I, I don't know. I don't know what the play is yet there. Uh, so what I'm going to do now is it's Saturday. We've done Friday. We've done Saturday. And now I'm going to fast forward you into Sunday. And I'm going to take myself. I'm I'm in my basement. I'm going to throw it live to myself at Nomad. Bart, how are things going out there at Nomad live on Sunday morning? All right. Thanks, Bart. Uh, I am here at Nomad. It's Sunday morning. Ecuador's got a lead on Qatar. There's no way that they blow that. Nicole <laughs> Sedevi's with me. You've seen her at the Brewer Games.
5: Hi, guys.
1: You've seen her at, where else are you?
5: Um, UW-Madison Hockey and Admirals.
1: Oh. Yeah. So you've seen her at the Brewer games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a jerk. <laughs> we're at Nomad on Sunday. We're going to be out here together on Tuesday?
5: Yeah. I'll be here. I'll be here tomorrow, too. You'll be at the Highbury.
1: Yeah. And we're giving out swag, which we mostly ran out of. Yeah. Um, I just like being like, I kind of got misty-eyed. I hope you didn't see it before. Oh, just to, that. Yeah. We got a goal? Maybe not. Just to be in a crowd with people. I mean it's Sunday morning. Yeah. It's it's Qatar Ecuador. There's a few people in there that care. Mostly yeah. nobody. But just but people are out and I think it's awesome.
5: I think it's great, yeah. I mean obviously it was tough. The USA not making the World Cup last time. It's gonna be a lot of hype around it. You know. It's good stuff. Crowds are back.
1: You gotta find <laughs> us when we're out and about.
5: Yeah, we wanna give you swag. We wanna promote Milwaukee Pro Soccer.
1: Yeah. Uh, And if we're, like, standing around for 50 minutes and not doing anything, we're just thinking of ideas.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're content creators here.
1: Yeah. So come (laughs) on, check us out. Nicole, it's nice to meet you. Yeah,
0: nice to meet you, too.
1: And uh, I'm now going to send it back to me in the warmth. (laughs) All right, thanks, me. Good stuff down there on Brady Street. You're doing a bang-up job, young guy. You've got a future in this business. Hopefully you get a nice job and... Uh, the corporate overlords decide that your station is worth saving during the budget cuts. Anyway, uh, fun game. Great to be there. Great to be at bars during this. And this was a, you know, it was the opener, Qatar, Ecuador. But it was a Sunday. People are used to going to soccer bars on Sundays. So there were good crowds throughout town, uh, the city of Milwaukee. Now, on uh, Monday, today, I will be at uh, Highbury. And it's USA Wales. And I'm expecting this place to be packed. So, again, I'm out on behalf of Milwaukee Pro Soccer. Uh, It's it's so cool. There's nine of us that are going to be running around the uh, city, going to different bars. So, uh, if you see us out there, we'll be wearing the gear, wearing the swag, passing stuff out, if we can, if we got it, high demand. Team doesn't even have a logo or a name. It just there's shirts that say Milwaukee Pro Soccer, and people are gobbling them up. And I think that's pretty cool. I think there's a a good demand for uh, that level USL, that level of professional soccer here. So I'll be on uh, I'll be at Highbury on Monday, Tuesday. I will be back at Nomad, and then Wednesday and Thursday doing Thanksgiving, and then Friday I will be at Highbury again for USA England, and that's gonna be that's gonna be insane. So. I plan to get to these spots early. Some games I have a buddy to go with, some games I don't. Uh, so if you do go, if you're a soccer guy and you see me and I'm just standing there, please come talk to me for I am, I will just be sitting there alone. So that, that I'm really looking forward to that. This is a cool opportunity to be a part of this club. Uh bothered them right away when I heard the announcement. I said, I don't care what it is. I need to be a part of this thing. And thankfully, they thought the same. So it's a cool thing to do during the World Cup. I said I didn't want to do anything. I just want to do the World Cup. This is the next best thing. I'm I'm going to watch the World Cup with people on behalf of Milwaukee Pro Soccer. So it's awesome. As far as the game, Qatar loses 2-0 to Ecuador. Qatar's hosting the World Cup. You've probably heard about that by now. And I'm talking to the people here that are soccer diehards, but also you know, are really thinking about fast-forwarding this segment until I talk about the NFL again to wrap this up. But uh, Qatar, man, they, they spent 12 years for this moment. They got the bid in 2010. It was garbage that they got it. I mean, a lot of bribery was going on. All about getting a World Cup in Qatar. They did not. It did not. It was It was a bribe, though. I mean, they had no stadiums, and they had to build them, and we know the stories about those. And then they're like, oh, by the way, we got to move it to the winter. <laughs> it's never been done. Oh, sure. Okay. Oh yeah, pay us a little more. Even like the coverage on Fox, people are upset that the coverage on Fox was like, just give us the games. You're giving a heavy Qatar advertisement here. You know, like when WWE goes to Saudi Arabia, they just, I mean, they're trying to to get you to book a trip that night. They're selling it so hard. And that's kind of what Fox was doing. But Fox was going to send a limited crew, I guess, I was reading this article. And then Qatar's like, no, no, you can have our jets and we'll pay you. Man, there's so much money that it's just, its just—it's. I just want to watch the games. I just want to watch the games. Qatar, down 0-2 at half. A lot of the fans, they said in the broadcast, didn't come back. They spent 12 years for this. Looked like they gave up a goal right away. And this is an all-sports-encompassing thing. I don't like, we're getting more technology in sports, and I don't like it. I don't like how fast technology is evolving but I understand why there was an offsides call 10 minutes into the game, very quick into the game that did not look like it was offsides and it was ruled offsides. And it looked like the fix was in because there were rumors that Qatar was going to like pay off Ecuador. And then, you know, there's this offsides that wasn't an offsides It's like, well, why is it an offsides? But now they have this new scientific like way to measure where the body is. So it's not just video, it's also they can they can measure where the body is through like I, I don't know. And you could see through that that it's offsides. So the right call was made. It was offsides. And I understand that because I don't want to see more technology. And then the counter to that is well, why don't you want to see the right call be made? And I think that there's still I, I still like a human element in my sports. And I think we get a little ticky tacky, especially when I talk about this a bit of baseball a lot. If a guy slides in the second and then his thumb just comes off, but he's right back on and you see it for the split second, just a, like a fingernail off, he's out because you can do that with video replay. Now I think that's too much that there's, there's getting it right, but this isn't like you're not saving lives here. This isn't the matter between life or death. Like if you, we're not playing operation on a real body. What does it look like? That's what it should be. Does it look like a catch? We agree? Yeah, it's a catch. Does it look like he was safe? It looked like he was safe to me. Great. Well, if we slow it down to this angle, I mean, why do we have to do that? Like, especially how it's not at every level. High school football in the state championships, they're doing instant replay. I saw they're doing instant replay. These kids don't have instant replay all year long. And now they have instant replay. That's not fair to me. So it's kind of a different angle to it, but that you can't play a whole season one way. And then in the state championship, just because there's a couple extra cameras, because it's aired on WMLW version two or wherever you find these things, by the way, again, Gary Ellerson did a tremendous job. I'm so proud of him. He was so good on those broadcasts as the play-by-play, uh, the color guy for uh, Division One and Two, So that's just weird to me. So I understand the need, like, they want to put a chip in a football and get it to the goal line, and they want to, you know, slow down everything at every angle. I just think it's a little too much. There's human element and human error, which has led to some atrocious calls. There's using technology to get everything right but I think there's an area in between there, like right. It, you know what the area is? It's like a fingernail off the base. You can you can still get there. Because if that if that was not offsides, nobody would have known. It didn't look like offsides to anybody. The only way we knew was because of some scientific technology. Nobody would have ever cared about it. You can even see it on the replay barely. So I don't know. I just think it's a, a little, a little too much. Uh, As I told Horvath earlier, France is my favorite. They lost one of their big guys over the weekend. Um, I'm still going to go with them. That side of the bracket, I think, looks good for them if they advance as far as I think they should. I like England today over Iran. Uh, Netherlands, Senegal, I think I I took draw to be cute. I think Senegal, they've had good runs. I'll take a draw there. I will take USA to win 2-1 over Wales. I'm also going to try to pop at Three Lions uh, Monday morning because that game's at seven. I'll watch the first half, take my kid to daycare, and it's right down the, you know, down the neighborhood. So I'll try to check that out. All right, so World Cup is a big success, and then from football to football, <laughs> how many people did that on the news? From from one of football to another, uh, some crazy games today. I made the mistake of thinking the Vikings were going to get a lot of sacks, and I played their defense. In daily fantasy, and they got boat raced by the Cowboys. That obviously is, uh, you know, the biggest game I think to talk about. Uh, I didn't see much of it because I was watching Red Zone and they didn't show any of the second half 40 to three, second worst home loss for the Vikings ever. 40 to three, Vikings turn around and play on Thanksgiving. I think the Thanksgiving games are good. I'm glad Detroit, even though they beat the Packers, I'm glad they're in a little bit of a winning streak because. You're gonna avoid the three days of why does Detroit have a Thanksgiving game every year? But they'll you'll still do that. But they beat my Giants, Daniel Jones, my Giants. So Dallas beats Minnesota forty to three. We're not gonna see all those fun Paul Allen clips this week, are we? No, no, no. He's not gonna get four minute segment on Pat McAfee's show this week, is he? No, not everyone's going to talk about how great Paul Allen is. No, not this week. I would love to tick this week. I'd love to see him call all those calls this week. Oh, I would love it so much. I, I Sometimes I have a hard time sleeping, and if it's not the Happy Place Hemp gummies that help me out, happyplacehemp.com, promo code BART, 25% off your order, it's knowing that Paul Allen will never get to call a Super Bowl. The story of when I met him in Vegas, the best part of that is that was the monday after super bowl sunday at like 7 in the morning and he probably is the trip booked every year he knows he can go to vegas every year he ain't going to the fucking super bowl so that was that was uh that was quite a loss uh bears again love justin fields but they keep losing they lose to the falcons just looking at some of the nfc games washington if the niners lose on monday night they could be into the playoff race the eagles who will see on sunday they barely beat the colts saints and rams played a game i guess that counted yeah crazy uh crazy weekend again indeed so if you look at the nfl playoff picture and are we really doing this right now are we doing this are we trying to see if are we trying to see if the packers have a chance packers Man, the Packers are 12 right now. Packers are the 12 seed, four and seven. They'd have to beat the Eagles to make anything interesting. They've got the Cardinals ahead of them, technically, still. We'll see what happens tonight. They're four and six. Lions, uh, they are four and six. Falcons, they win games. I don't know how. They're five and six. Washington, like I said, six and five, the eight seed. They could be the seven seed if the Niners lose. I do like the Niners tonight in Mexico City. Uh, And then the Cowboys at seven and three, the Giants at seven and three, the Buccaneers at five and five leading that division. I guess Atlanta could sneak in there, but Tampa, I I would bet on them. Seattle. We'll see what happens there at six and four. And then Minnesota and the Eagles, but it, you know, not only does it not seem like the teams that right now have the top seven spots are going to fall, but then you have now a formidable contender in Washington at six and five. And then you've still got three teams ahead of the Packers. And these aren't, like, great teams, but that shows you where the Packers are. So not not great um, for Green Bay at this point. But we'll see what happens Sunday. Uh, I'll do a live post game show on Sunday night. The schedule for this week, I'm going to try to go live on YouTube from the Highbury after USA Wales. It'll probably have to be on my phone. I don't know what the situation will be. I'm going to play a lot of this by ear this week. Uh, I will be going live after the Bucks game. Bucks do play. I think things have uh, settled down a little for, bit from Laddergate. So the Bucks have a game on Monday night, and we'll go live for that on uh, on Monday night. My Friday nights open. Do I do like a live watch thing on Friday on YouTube? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and then the Bucks play the Mavericks on Sunday night as well during a Packer game? Ah, that's kind of dumb. That means they don't play Monday. That sucks because I've been banking on the Bucks to play Monday to cover my Tuesday shows. <laughs> it's gonna be tricky this week. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know who's available when. And now I have this like part-time thing I'm doing. I won't leave you. I just I just got a little more uh few more balls to juggle which is good which is good uh so that's it that was kind of the weekend you know i recorded seven different times over the weekend one nice flow uh flowing episode i i would think uh some different voices on there uh got to meet nicole i I think that was our first actual woman voice outside of uh, a voicemail on the show live so uh breaking glass barriers there uh but yeah but, oh, no, we had the lady bartender <laughs> oh yeah. uh, at uh, whatever the bar is that I'm trying to get Tim to, to get me to whatever. All right. So thanks again, uh, everybody. Like and subscribe. Do all that stuff. Uh, numbers look good. You guys are listening. Definitely keeping me motivated to keep doing this. Uh, I would do it anyway. But the fact that people listen, it's, it's very, very nice. And I can't thank you enough. You know, I did, I did not think the morning that I woke up august i think it was 15th i think it was the 15th when i woke up i did not think that i would not be on the radio uh anymore and the again the outpouring of support after that and then following up with actually like listening to the podcast because all you guys could say bart good luck we missed you but you've actually you know listen and and you know we're trying to bring you the show that we had and sometimes i can say shit so that's all. that's always hilarious All right. uh, Thanks everybody. And we'll be back on Monday going live a couple of different times. We'll throw together a podcast for Tuesday. Hope to get some picks in later this week as well. I'm planning on a new episode Monday morning. That's this one Tuesday morning and then Wednesday morning and then potentially an episode for the weekend next weekend. I got to do a USA England thing. That might just be a soccer one, uh, but you can still check it out. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week episodes for sure. And then uh, probably something on Friday night. Maybe I'll post something for the weekend. So plan on that. And then we'll see. Maybe I'll do something during the Bucks game Friday night. So definitely the three podcasts. And I'm just kind of trying to figure this out in my head while I still have the microphone recording. But, uh, yeah, I think we can both uh, go on with our day. All right, thanks, everybody. Bart Winkler Show, wherever you get your podcasts.